Hello everybody, good to be back with you. It's been a little while since I cut a video, but it's not from a lack of my willingness. Um, I tried two or three times and Video Guy just wasn't here. And when Video Guy ain't here, no videos get cut. <laughs> so he kind of came along and tapped me on the shoulder today and said, I think it's time. So I'm giving it a try. And if you see this on YouTube, you'll know that it was successful. So I want to talk about the most common problem that there is in post-awakening, period. And that is residual identification. We, we have an awakening event. Might be tiny for a second, might be for days, who knows. It is, but we have this event where we come to recognize our true nature. And I can remember that for me was in 1992 when I had a a big glimpse and it didn't last long it was eaten up by ego in seconds but it was um, but it was the, the authentic thing which I, I never knew that until 2006 I always thought it was the authentic thing <laughs> but I didn't have any evidence of that until 2006 I mean there was because in the intervening 14 years I always questioned myself you were drinking then. Could you have been drunk? drunk? But I wasn't drunk that night. I was barely in my barely in my cups. I drank later, <laughs> sort of in celebration. But I didn't really need a reason to celebrate. Uh, drink to, to, to drink back in those days. I would celebrate anything. Like I just closed the door. <laughs> celebrate. So. But we can have a glimpse, we can have a big thing, like happened to me in 2006. I'm referencing these numbers the same way that people do with me, which is they had a big awakening back in August of 1979, or two weeks ago, or whatever. These references are, uh, they're, they're false. They're as true as I can make them uh, in relativity, in talking to the group of you. But they're, you know, we never want to, we never want to believe that what's coming out of these lips is actually true. It's truish, it's truthy, it's very truth-like, but it is not the truth. And neither is what's coming out of anybody else's mouth as long as we're into it. So it's not that I'm the, the only rascal. Even the old Zen masters confessed that they were selling water by the river, which means everything that you need is already here. It's already evident. But it's not evident until it is, is it? And then what happens is it becomes evident and we see B, C slash B, our true nature. And, the, and then that window appears to shut down. It's like, it's like a window opened and we could peer out the window and then the window closes back up. That's what it'll feel like. Now what I'm gonna report mostly is the way things feel like, not the way things really are. We'll talk about that some too, but it's important that I address the way things feel because that's the way it's going to feel to you. And this idea of just telling you the truth and nothing but the truth and as high, closer to the truth as I can get, you ain't going to understand it. <laughs> I mean, you might, but most of the people listening to this will not. So <clears throat> residual, um, residual identification. We've had that event that seems to shut down and then we know something. In 2006, I had when I had the the, the big awakening, it 
I don't know, it lasted for several days and um, was, you know, it's great. The, but I, and I remember when it was closing down because I was, I was saddened. <laughs> Fred was saddened that, that the event was closing down. I could see it and there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. There was no kind of eh, eh, wrenching work or anything like that that I could do to to keep it or to make it bigger or anything. I just saw it was going away and there's nothing I could do, which was really, really surprising because when you see this thing, typically the first reaction is that, well, I could never unsee. I can't believe, I cannot believe that I didn't see this to begin with and um, the and I, and I will never be able to unsee this. And uh, a really nice guy who's a student of mine, I may have said this on another video, so you'll have to forgive me, but it hadn't been that long ago. And when he came to see his true nature very clearly, he had seen it with me briefly, but it had shut down. But he knew he had seen the thing, which had never happened to him before, so he came right back. And we continued to work, and then bam, you know. So And now he's... Yeah, he's pretty well there. So, um, but you know, but he he faces residual identification, just like I did. So it feels like that the window opens. It feels like the window's shut, and that I'm on the outside wanting to be in. I can't even look in. The window goes. Not only does it shut, but it goes dark. And now I'm just Fred, but I'm Fred, who knows something. I can't remember quite what it is that I know, but I know something. And I can know that, you know, that there's just, that I'm, somehow I can remember. Because when in, in two, 1992, when that came through, much to the surprise of a long-time practicing Buddhist, uh, <clears throat> when in my message came through in 1992, when I mean, when I had the, the awakening, it was uh, that I was part of God, or I was God. Actually, I think the message was the, the the message was I was God, but the but the translated message, which the mind put in there later, was that I was part of God, <clears throat> meaning that Fred was part of God, and it was quite the deal. But that part of God thing didn't even smack of of the experience, because the memory doesn't touch the the the, the experience, <clears throat> because <clears throat> the mind cannot hold awakeness. You can use it to be hold awakeness. It's a wonderful tool. But we can't, uh, but, it, but it can't contain the part of which it is, uh, the whole of which it is a part. The part cannot contain the whole of which it is a part. Do the math. <laughs> so, in 1992, I was so frustrated because I knew that I had seen that this, this was the truth. I knew I'd seen the truth, and I knew, damn it, that I was enlightened. <laughs> and I wanted you to know that I was enlightened, and so I went through a lot of rigmarole. I mean, I freaked my then wife out. Fortunately, she's now a student and understands all that, but, the, uh, but she didn't at the time, and I don't blame her. Who the hell would? And so I, you know, like I, I shaved my head and began to wear nothing but black. And, you know, well, I've, I've told this in videos, uh, other videos, so I won't go there. But I just made a big to-do out of it. And then I went through 14 years of hard identification. 
this is not what this 14 years I would not term as residual identification. <laughs> because the rule was not, there was no conscious awakeness that was a baseline that I returned to and or the feeling will be that I returned to and left, returned to and left. Or got it and lost it, got it and lost it, either way. So, <clears throat> it was just 14 years of I don't know who the hell I am. I remember something from 1992, I think. But I, you know, I began to have doubts on that. Then in 2006, there came the blessing of the, the second load of grace. And this time it was, there was no denying that. Right? I mean, ever. Well, actually, there was. I did deny this. I did deny this, but just very briefly and in desperation to try to fit in with the world, which I could no longer fit into. <laughs> so, it was in 2006 that I began to experience residual identification within... And, and this it'll be faster than this for most. Some, it can be slower, it'll be slower than this for some, but it'll be faster than this for most, which is that it, within a week, 10 days, maybe whatever long, whatever long it was, I don't think it's more than about a week, then, <clears throat> but who knows, then that's when I felt it shutting down. And who And who felt it shutting down? Fred felt it shutting down on him. And I had I had been suspicious. Fred had showed up already prior to that. But I had a whiteness had seen through that. And it seen through it and seen through it and seen through it. A residual identification. In other words, the the, the concept, the idea that I'm a that I'm a Fred, that a Fred da that I'm a Fred Davis and that this is what a Fred Davis looks like. Just look at my driver's license. You'll see that there's a picture of a Fred Davis on it, and this is what a Fred Davis looks like. So, <clears throat> the this residual identification that I was actually an independent, individual Fred, individual being, independent, uh, was starting to come back earlier than that. But in about a week, I just there was just what what I call unit overwhelm, which means that there's just so much of the story crashing in that to to the unit at to mind really, but it'll feel like it's the unit, and so there's so much that's crushing in, so much story that's arising at the same time that you can't you just can't keep clear. You just can't. You know, unless you can, but I couldn't. <laughs> so, I lost identification as a whiteness. Now, who was it that lost identification as a whiteness? A whiteness. See, a whiteness moved from one of its two states, one of its two hard states, which is it briefly in 1992, it just like sort of streaked across the screen. Remember the, the, the 70s, we had streakers running around with no clothes on? I did that. <laughs> Always happy to oblige. And <clears throat> the, <clears throat> so we just sort of streaked by. And um, then in 2006, 
it really came to visit, if you will. And, and, and that's just the way it would feel. I'm, I'm reporting the way it would feel. I'm not reporting the tr anything any closer to the truth than the way that it feels. So Fred began to show back up, which means that, I mean, I had seen even from awakeness that Fred's problems had not gone away, which was quite a disappointment. Actually, waking up was a disappointment for Fred because there was nothing in it for Fred. But there was a whole lot in it for awakeness. There was a, a sort of a joyful reunion with myself. And there was the recognition that although none of these spread problems have been solved, or very few, a few had, did actually sort of dissipate. But as a rule, those problems had not been solved, but I did get to see that they were frets. And that was a big, big deal. It kept me from having to find out again what a gun tastes like when it's in your mouth. Because... I had to do that back when I thought that I was afraid. I was gonna, gonna commit suicide and did it by some damn miracle. So, as I would see it today, I mean, just as it was, it just wasn't time. It would have been too early. <laughs> so, um, not that I'm looking to do it now. I'm just saying it would have been too early. It could have happened now, who knows? I can't know what this unit's gonna do. It, it may, you know, it, it, it could just like throw the towel on all this and go to church tomorrow. I don't know. You know, or it could pull a gun and blow its brains out. I don't know. I'm not actually in control of this. But there's no, there's no pattern. I, it, waking up doesn't make you stupid, and I can still makes you actually smarter, and I can actually spot a pattern very well, and there's no leading pattern that would indicate that either one of those things is going to take place. So the residual identification, the curse that it brings is that there's the immediate understanding by the character that it should not be identifying with itself, which it believes is the character. So the character is now outraged that the character is believing in the character, which the character now knows is not true but what I'm telling you is that it does you precious little good for the character to know that it's not the character. <laughs> that's when, <clears throat> that's where pretty much every client I've ever had was when they come to me. And it's the, I understand all this intellectually. Yes, I know you do. But you just don't know who you are. <laughs> you don't know who it is that understands it. So, it's getting underneath all of that. So this outcry that I should be clearer than my am and my awakening has gone bad or my awakening is not going the way that it should, what we want to notice is that primarily that's resistance to the present moment. It's resistance to this. It is resistance to this arising. And that, is, and that is the death blow to awakeness, conscious awakeness showing up. When I say it moved, with the, with, with, when, when awakeness moved from one of its two hard states, I mean, it, it, it briefly, in 1992, it briefly moved from being completely unconscious awakeness and into whoo, conscious awakeness, seconds later, 
that closed in, and uh, and Fred returned, so to speak, thinking, "Wow, what a what an amazing guy I am!" Because I just had an awakening. I am now among the wise of the world, as I wanted to believe. I wanted my experience to be, or Gandalf's experience to be mine, for those of you who've read Lord of the Rings. So, in 1992, there was the much larger and longer opening. Now, I can tell you, just for the sake of telling you, in terms of the awakening events, um, repetition is more, or, or how often that happens, I can't think of the word I always use, but how often that happens is more important than how long it happens for. Just the fact you just want to wake up again and again and again until you don't have to anymore, right? When you, because you're never waking up, but that's what it's going to feel like, so that's what I'm reporting to you. Like you can't wake up, you're already awake. You are awakeness. You're not awake, you're not not awake. Your awakeness. And this is awakeness talking to awakeness. And what are we talking about? We're talking to awakeness. We're talking about awakeness. There's no one else here. And there's, no one else to, 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 there's no one else to talk ever. And there's no other subject to talk about other than awakeness, either in, in awakeness as we know it as sameness or void, or as we know it as. Um, individual objects, which we call the world. In other words, we know it as oneness. So there's the void experience of ourselves, or the void non-experience of ourselves. We never experience ourselves as the void. I know that there are reports on that, and I can just tell you that categorically that there's the sense that they did that, but it's not actually so. Because what you really are is prior to consciousness, and as much as consciousness wants to see and understand that which is prior to it, it cannot because that the truth of you is prior to consciousness. And thought wants to corral it, and it cannot because what you are is prior to thought. And the you want to experience this thing prior to consciousness, and you cannot because it is prior to experience. So what we're talking about here is we're talking about we're talking about the oneness and noneness. Got to give it a label because I can't talk about it. it mean, label means nothing. I can't get anywhere close to it. Neither can you. And I got people. I, do, I spend all day, all long, all day, <clears throat> every day not talking about that which can't be talked about. But we have a great time because the funny thing is when you embody that, when you talk about that, you embody it. And when you embody it, it's just very rich. And things happen, like stability and embodiment. any rate, the most common problem that I have, uh, once, once somebody's woken up, of course, the most problem, the most common problem I have in terms of with every client is that they're is that they're absolutely convinced they're not awake, and so I've got to spend a, 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 you know an hour and a half with them and show them really the 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 unveiling that takes about an hour, and show them that they you know actually you are awake and and the, once that's realized and it's realized almost 
all the time, not every time, but close. And then the from that on, because see, everybody, all anybody wants, I get emails, and I just, just want to have one tiny glimpse. I just want one little glimpse. And the 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 thing they don't know is that that's the same thing that every heroin addict says. <laughs> so just want one little hit to make me well. And as soon as you give them that, the next thing they want is they want another one. A friend, a friend of mine said he when he first took cocaine that it, you know, that made him into a whole new man. And he noticed that the first thing the whole new man wanted was more cocaine. <laughs> and it's the same way with enlightenment, only it's stronger. It is the druggiest drug out there, right? So I work with people all day, every day, dealing with residual identification, and um, but not all of us can afford to do that. And my, you'll, you know, there, there, there's lots of helpful material out there on it. But the problem is, is that when it comes to giving up the false identity, it's the false identity that will, it will actually be, of course, awakeness, which is only awakeness. Awakeness is what will, will hear that it needs to give up the false identity, but it is the false identity that takes delivery of that. So now the false identity thinks, God almighty, I've got to get rid of this false identity, which means it's resistant, there's resistance to right now, to things as they are. It is as it is. Those are the three magic words, folks. And I know some of you have heard them for 40 years, and 50 years, and 60 years. They are the magic words. And <clears throat> they won't get you there, but they can, there's a wonderful pointer. So, What we want to do with residual identification, number one, the most important thing that you can do to, quote, conquer residual identification is to accept it. That's the shortcut. I've got to offer you one magical shortcut in this video. That's it. Honest to God. This can take years off of your clearing process. You think you need to get rid of this false identification. But the things that thing that thinks you need to get rid of the false identification is the false identification. See, that's what this teaching does, is it goes underneath all that, and that's the magic bullet. It really is. So we have to realize that number one, you don't have to give up the false identification. Because if it ain't happen, you're happening right now, you're not even supposed to give it up until it happens. And then you can see very clearly that you're not supposed to be falsely identified any longer until you are the next time. Then you can plainly see, well, that's great. I have a video on Claim Your Awakening, awakening and I would highly advise you to watch that one um, when you get done with this one because it will really harp on this fact. In Satsang, we recently talked about that. I said, you've got to close the door. You have to end the debate. And I can tell you, as a full-blown addict in many ways, I mean, you know, just addicted to everything, that 
I couldn't quit drinking until I did. Doesn't that sound, doesn't that sound ridiculous? But you can't do what you can't do. And you don't have control of this unit. You don't have control of the body. You don't have control of the mind. You don't have control of the thoughts. But you can move in a direction. You can, you can, you, there is a sense of influence that comes from simply viewing, watching, witnessing. Witness that there is this scramble to disidentify. Who is it that's scrambling to disidentify? That's your real question there. As long as there was a debate here as to whether I can drink or I cannot drink. I was an alcoholic. When I, when, I, when I finally said, my name is Fred Davis and I'm an alcoholic in a 12-step meeting, I can tell you that I had done that same exact thing 20, 20 years before, looking at a mirror, before I went to AA. I knew. <clears throat> I knew I was a full-blown alcoholic. But what would happen is the mind would come up with some new information. And the information would be that it's actually, you're, you may not be an alcoholic, and it may be okay for you to drink again. And in awakening, there's that same sinister movement, but now it's actually, I, I think it, might, it, it may be okay for me to think again. <laughs> and it's not thinking happens but you don't do it it's never safe for you to think because the thinker is the character the one who's thinking I got this video I understand what he's saying that's the character awakeness will not have any commentary on this it will just in wonderment. And then there may be some little commentary that comes up. But it's basically, it's just going to be recognizing the truth. It's closing the door on the argument of, did I wake up or did I not? Am I awake right now or am I not? <clears throat> will I wake up again or will I not? And for that matter, will I wake up the first time? That's not residual identification, but it's certainly identification that we have to look at very strongly. It's the awake, not awake. It's that thing that is killing you. And what I want you to notice is that awake, not awake are opposites. We can, we can, I can describe those things using this infamous little yin-yang that I throw about. And when I can describe something with this, as I pointed out in many other videos, it means that what we're talking about is in and of the dream. 
So when you're wondering, am I awake yet, you are, you are dreaming. And I don't mean that the character is dreaming. I mean you're dreaming that you're a Carol or a Tom, just as you used to dream that you were a Fred. And it can still happen, but not, not for long, and, and, and it's nothing you know, particularly critical. But it does, I, certainly it can happen. I sometimes report on it in Satsang. I don't like to, to put out the idea that I've graduated from something, that now I'm at the top of the mountain and y'all come on up and I'll give you the secret handshake. It's just not like that. There's, there's just, see, there's no got it. There's only getting it. There's no one here to get it. There's just getting it, awakeness getting it. In other words, awakeness being itself, seeing being itself. And the seeing is just a way to try to cut through the understanding. It's really just awakeness being itself. But the mind will translate that as awakeness, seeing itself. Except this fogginess, except this cloudiness, except this identification, but close the door on it and say, I know that I am, it's not I'm awake and it's not I'm not awake. I am awakeness, because there's your whole key. You are awakeness. Is awakeness awake? Ridiculous question, isn't it? Is the ocean wet? Will it soon be wet? Will it get wet again? Well, the first question there is, is the ocean water? Yes, then it is by nature wet. That is the nature of water, is to be wet. Without, if there ain't wetness, it's not water. It's something else. You can have wetness without water, but you can't have water without wetness. And it's the same thing with awakeness. You are awakeness right now. So when you're saying, I wonder if I'm going to wake up, that is, it's, it's, it, may be, it may be identified with a character, but that is awakeness asking itself, God, am I ever going to wake up? That is awakeness asking that. And, 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 and am, I ever, am I ever going to wake up again? That's awakeness asking awakeness. Am I ever going to be awakeness again? Is it awakeness? If it's awakeness, then asking awakeness if it's awake or not awake, or when will it be awake, or did it used to be awake, is patently ridiculous. And you can see that. If you're willing to tell yourself the truth here, you can wake up right here, right now. You really can. Understand that you are awakeness. Shut the door on anything else. Recognize that awakeness is going to have residual identification. It's only the residual identifications that thinks that it shouldn't be having residual identification. Awakeness is just fine and it's always awakeness. There is only awakeness. There is conscious awakeness and there is unconscious awakeness, but those are states of awakeness. There's not awake and not awake. No such thing. There's conscious, it's, it's a state of alertness. Conscious awakeness is a state of alertness. I know that I am 
awakeness. And because, and it's awakeness that's saying that. And because awakeness knows that it is awakeness, and it knows it's speaking to awakeness, and it knows that there is only awakeness, then we can say that presently there is conscious awakeness in this jewel of Indra's net, in this apparent geographic location. That's just the way the mind will see it. That this is consciously awake, but it's a bull. This is a unit, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a walking cadaver. That's all it is, just a walking cadaver. Withdraw that animating presence, it's done. Betsy and I had a neighbor that died yesterday after surgery. And Betsy said, I saw her just the day before, this woman just go out and work in her yard. She was so hard working, and she was in her 70s. Very nice. Very, very nice. We both liked her a great deal. She was a wonderful neighbor. And she went in for surgery, and the animating presence withdrew. Boom, you got yourself a cadaver. That simple. But you had yourself a cadaver prior to the death. <clears throat> it was just an animated cadaver. Now we got an unanimated cadaver. And they are absolutely powerless. So that cadaver over there is not going to wake up. The Bob, Carol, Sue, Fred is not going to wake up. If awakeness, awakening happens... It will happen to awakeness, and it will not actually be awakening. It will just be the movement from unconscious awakeness into conscious awakeness, at which point the, the, the silliness of all of this is seen, and that's the reason that we fall over and keel over in laughter and laugh, you know. I mean, I stump, I really, I mean, tr truly, over here very frequently, we will laugh until we're just, my gut is hurting until, until there are tears coming on both sides of the screen. I mean, it's just the funniest thing that there is. Doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen frequently, very frequently actually. It doesn't have to be just the first awakening event. It can be the it can be when residual identity is seen through in a clarity session. But you'd be surprised how many clarity sessions end up being reawakening sessions unofficially. But they are. That's the reason people do them. Is that I'm, and I'm not trying to promote awakening session. I'm just saying that's the reason that my, my continuing students come once a month and get a they get their checkup from the neck up, if, they, if you will. And are they consciously awake? If they're not, we'll get them there. And if there's a residual identification, we can help them see through that. Watch this video. Put this on your favorites list. Watch this video. This can be the one. It really can. And this is my gift. You know, I had a student of mine who told me the other day, she said, you know, you're so incredibly generous. She said, you hide nothing. All of your teaching is available on the internet for free. And other than what's arising right now, that's true. I don't hold anything back. It's not just my clients that get the good stuff. They get the good stuff individual, personally, right now. Right here, right now. That's, that, there's a tremendous amount of value in that. But you can do it right here. Just listening to this video. And why don't you pretend like I'm telling you the truth? You pretend like I'm telling you the truth. 
Look at what I'm telling you. It can change your life. Thanks. See you later. Bye-bye.